This is Dr. Julie Goldstein, and this is part of Mizrahi's Daily Dose on the Daf Project. Toward the end of Yevamot, Kuf Aleph, Amud Aleph, the Gemara, in trying to ascertain what kind of people can form a Beit Din that presides over a Chalitza ceremony, um, the Gemara says that the verse indicating that Chalitza needs to take place, quote-unquote, before the eyes of the elders, indicates that a blind person cannot serve on the Beit Din that, that's conducting a Chalitza ceremony. And this got me thinking about disabilities and halacha. I can think of lots of examples of mitzvot that people who are physically and mentally challenged cannot perform. And in this case, specifically, we're dealing with a physical challenge, blindness. Certainly, blind people are precluded and can maybe even there, thereby said to be excluded from performing mitzvot such as Kriyat HaTorah and Megillah, Tzitzit, or reciting a blessing upon seeing a rainbow. Blind people are chayav in mitzvot in general, but simply can't do some of them. Reading the Torah, for example, requires reading and not reciting from memory. So they're excluded from that particular mitzvah. Here's another interesting example. We have a bracha in Birchot Kriyat Shema, Sheyotzer Or Choshech. We thank Hashem for creating light. And we end with Baruch Atah Hashem Yotzer HaMe'orot, Blessed are you Hashem who created the luminaries. Well, what if a person has never seen the light? Can he or she still praise Hashem for it? I think some of the answers given to this halachic question give, give, give us a glimpse into the relationship between halacha and disabilities. One opinion is that a blind person can't say this bracha because he or she cannot see. It would be a disingenuous bracha and maybe even a bracha levatala. But another opinion states that blind people can and should say this bracha because even people who can't see still benefit indirectly from the light. According to the Gemara and Megillah, blind people still need everyone else to have light because if there was no light, people would be bumping into them all the time. So as long as there's light in the world and other people can see, the blind person is safer. What's at the core of those different approaches toward answering that question. It seems to be the same thing at, that, that lies at the core of other piske halacha, other rulings associated with how the halachot apply to those with disabilities, whether a deaf person has a chiyuv and shofar, or hearing megillah, for example, or whether a mentally challenged person has is chayav or putter in certain mitzvot. It all comes down to level of engagement with the world. The first opinion that states that a blind person cannot say this bracha is looking at the matter from the perspective or experience of the blind person, of the disabled person, from his or her inner world. The blind person is not able to engage with the world visually, so should not be reciting a bracha that is specifically about visual engagement with the world. The second opinion that states that a blind person should say this bracha because he or she benefits indirectly through others from the existence of the light is looking at the matter from the perspective of the people around the blind person, from the world at large, and how the world at large is supposed to behave vis-a-vis -vis the blind. It's talking about how light factors in into how we're supposed to treat the blind person or how light can contribute to our responsibility toward them. In that sense, since light is a tool that the surrounding world uses to protect the blind person, the blind person must recite the blessing over the creation of light. Sefer Vayikra states, Lo Even if deaf or blind people don't interact with the world in certain ways, audially or visually, from the perspective of seeing or hearing people, from our perspective, they are still part of the world, so we have a responsibility to them. These two approaches might explain why a person who is blind would not be able to preside over Chalitza, as the Daf tells us. The first approach is straightforward from the blind person's perspective. Since the blind person is unable to see the act of chalitza, he cannot preside over the ceremony. The second opinion adds some depth to this. The reason the blind person can't preside is not just because of his inability to see, but because at the core of the relationship between halacha and the disabled is society's responsibility to protect the weak and the vulnerable. 
while in other circumstances, the person who cannot see might be the most vulnerable, in this particular case that the daf is talking about, it's presumably the young widow who requires chalitza in order to live her life to the fullest. And as such, our primary responsibility is to protect her by providing her with a bait din that can preside over every detail of the ceremony and assure that she is free. And this ethos of caring for the vulnerable, I think, underlies so many of the mitzvot ben Adam Chavero, and is something to try and be attuned to as we're studying, uh, you know, this sometimes very puzzling and halakhically intricate, intricate masechet. Thank you very much and have a great day.